Welcome to Power Retrieval Podcast, the show dedicated to helping you uncover your inner strength and reclaim your personal power. I'm your host, Mary Armendaris, and in each episode, we'll be diving deep into stories, strategies, insights of incredible individuals who have harnessed their own power to heal and overcome challenges. Get ready to be inspired, empowered, and equipped with the tools you need to embark on your journey of transformation. Hi, everybody. Today, I'm super excited because we have Rachel Garrett with us. Now, she's amazing because she is an RN and she is dedicated to bringing science science and spirituality together. So I'm super excited to have her on the show today so we can see how she combines this in her practice. So she helps a lot of people bringing these two, two elements together. So welcome, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too, because you are an amazing, amazing woman and you help a lot of people and you have a lot of um, different educations and different things. Like we were just talking about um, healing, using crystals to heal. So I can't wait to just for you to just tell us all these yummy different ways that you help um, heal people. But I want to ask, start with, let's start with the beginning. Let's start with how you bring um, your, your, all your science and all your education being an RN in with the healing. So how did that happen and how does that work? So I find it to be very important to kind of blend the science with the spirituality because a lot of people who aren't too familiar with spirituality or spiritual gifts or spiritual healing you know, they want the evidence to back it up. They want the science to back it up. Like, what is this? Why does this work? Well, here's the science of how it works. And this is the spiritual side of blending it together. So I've been a registered nurse, I think 19 years. And I'm, I'm lucky because I've had a lot of different varieties of being a nurse. I've worked in the hospitals. I've worked hospice. I've worked oncology. I've run an assisted living. I've worked in pain management. Now I manage a doctor's office. So I've been able to kind of expose myself to all different kinds of nursing while kind of flushing out my toolbox of all my spiritual tools. So with hospice, you know, I want to bring in like energy healing and I want to bring in more compassion and bring in the angels and with pain management, you know, it's like, okay, you know, the body keeps the score and maybe there's a energetic component to why you're in pain. And sometimes it's hard to kind of bring that into, to like what I'm doing professionally. Like I, I feel like I have two professional lives just because some people don't want to hear it and that's fine. And then, but others do like, I love the fact that people come in my office because they, they like the calming energy that I've set. They like to hold the crystals. I I'll take the sage out and I'll spray the office. Like, Oh guys, this energy is too heavy, you know? So it's, and for me, I also feel like it just brings another layer of professionalism to the work that I do because I do have a license. And for me, like, I can't just be like, well, you've got this cancer going on. Like I, I can't do that just because of my ethics and my licensure. So I feel like it kind of holds me to a higher standard in what I do as a spiritual practitioner. That That is beautiful. And it's well said. So let's talk about hospice, because I think hospice, being a hospice worker, you really have to have a lot of compassion and you're holding space 
not even even for the person who is ready to pass, but the people around it. So I think you combining these two things, you're actually giving them an education and they don't, they're not even realizing it. Correct. So with hospice, I've been lucky that I've been exposed to as a hospice worker, two different ways, one in the hospital and one, I worked for a company called landmark and they brought in hospice services. So in the hospital, you know, this was when I first started out being a nurse. So really sending them energy if they're open to it, because, you know, consent is very important to me. So I want to make sure that the space is cleared. So is the energy cleared? You know, I'm maybe a little superstitious. You know, I open the window so the soul can go. And, and you know, maybe that's just my own personal, you know, hold up. But I, I just, for me, it just makes it special. And I, and I've been honored to, you know, you can die with dignity. You can, you can pass away with grace, but you shouldn't be alone. You know, even just to sit with somebody and hold space for them while they go and say, it's okay. It's okay. Your loved ones are with you. It's okay. Here's this angel. It's okay. And then people get a weird way from that fear, you know, of dying. And I think as a culture, we don't talk about dying enough. And we also don't talk about the services that are available, such as hospice for people that maybe have a terminal illness. So I will give you the statistic one out. I think 50% of people that go on a hospice, they pass away within two days, you know, and it's like, you could use hospice for years and it's a free service. You know, you go through your doctor, it brings in like so many resources. It brings in chaplains, spiritual, social work, you know, pain management. It brings in this whole variety of care for you to make your transition easier. Why should somebody be in pain? Why should somebody be in fear? Why should somebody be like, I'm all alone. Nobody should be all alone at all. But it also brings up tough questions. Well, what do you want? How do you want to be buried? You know, what do you have a will in place? Do you have a power of attorney? Nobody should be shocked with, you know, next planning of, okay, if my dad were to pass away, I know I'm his power of attorney. I know this, I know where the passwords are. Nobody should be shocked. And I feel like bringing in hospice, you kind of start asking those questions and you start preparing. Um, so yeah, I'm very passionate about hospice. I think it's, it's a wonderful service. And also they have free support services. Mm -hmm. So if you need grief counseling, even if you didn't go on hospice, like my brother, um, he passed away like six years ago, I utilized hospice for grief counseling, Mm -hmm. you know, because it was a tragic death. So they have wave writers for kids. They have so many beautiful services that I think a lot of people are scared when they hear hospice or palliative care, mm-hmm. but it's just, it needs to become a more comfortable conversation as a society as a whole. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. So do you feel like sometimes when you're around the loved one, that's ready to go, what's stopping them from going are the people that are surrounding yes. them because they're so locked in fear, yes. right? Yes. I, I get, um, <laughs> when I worked in the hospital, you have family members who they don't want to let go. They don't want to let go. And I understand they're in pain. They love their parent. They love their grandmother, but it's just, you're furthering the pain and suffering of that person by putting that feeding tube, unnecessary procedures, unnecessary medications. And just like, it's hard to just be like, well, let it go. It's hurt. You know, that's not an appropriate thing to say, but it's like, you have to give space 
for the person to transition because death is just a doorway. You know, they're still going to be with you just in a different form, like not in their physical body, but their soul is going to come back to you. So, and I think, you know, a lot of people aren't, you know, they're like, oh, that's all a bunch of boohooey. But for me, that's how I truly feel. Death is just a doorway and I'm going to connect with my grandma in just a different way, but she's not going to be in pain anymore. And I, I love that. <laughs> I know. But you know, because of my, my dad just passed away and he had Alzheimer's and um, mm. dementia. So yeah. it was horrible because he couldn't talk, tell you that he was in pain. Right? And then my mom was freaked out to give him the morphine. And I'm like, give it give the rocks and all guys. It's a dream drug. <laughs> oh my God. I know. And and then the bed sores and all of that, they're suffering. And what I observed, because I try to stay back and not yeah. get so crazy. I just was like, dad, you gotta go dad. But my mom was holding him back. Hold him on. And they don't, they feel guilty. They do. Wanting to let go. It's like, it's like this tug of war. I feel yeah. like it's a tug of war of, oh, should I stay or should I go? And it's like, I do feel like when the family member that goes in, that's like, okay, it's okay. Then yeah. they feel peace and then they go, right. you know, like I had a friend whose mom passed away a couple of years ago. I sat with her and her mom and it was like, okay, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. And she left, you know, and yeah. she's around us all the time. Yeah. I know. I know. It's amazing. As soon as my dad left, I was like, oh, relief. And I would see him in my dreams as a young man and he would come and, and like, and he's in his mind again. Yeah. No, it's right. crazy. And then um, one of my um, my spiritual mentors, she said, Mary, because I have 10 brothers and sisters. He's all Mary. He's up there getting all the angels together and putting angels with each one of his children. So it was like, wow, this is like fascinating. So when you're sitting there, I love that we're talking about this because I think it is so important because hospice is a wonderful mm-hmm. resource. Like, over the top and it's so scary. <gasps> They're on hospice. Exactly. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> Everybody should be on hospice. As soon as I get diagnosed with terminal illness, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. And give me the drugs. <laughs> give, give me the bed. Give me the chaplain. I'm going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're there, when you're let's talk about holding space. Sure. What does holding space mean to you, Rachel? So holding space means that I have set up an energetic container that I have brought in an, a team. So for me, my it's a spiritual team, it's the angels, it's the ascended masters. You know, we're, we're having, we're bringing back all parts and pieces of ourselves anywhere we're in a time, space, dimension, reality. We're also setting the energy. So you can't just like have a hold space and not have the energy, energy cleansed of the room. So I may like use Sage, I may use Palo Santo. I may just do an energetic intention in my mind if I don't have those resources available because energy is, you know, energy follows intention and I can just set it, you know, I can sit here and be like, okay, I'm grounded. I'm centered. All right, Archangel Michael, please come in. Please clean the energy. Please cut away any hooks, cords, attachments, send it back to whomever it belongs to. And then please bring in the appropriate of high vibrational spirit guides, team, angels, helpers, whomever you feel called to, I might feel called to bring in some elementals. It's just it, whatever you need in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like holding space is an overused term because people are like, I'm holding space for you. And it's like, no, no, I'm really holding space for you. Like I'm really holding. And for me, maybe it's more like I'm setting up the energy appropriately for the situation that I'm in. 
you know, for the person that I'm with is going to feel whether or not we talk about it or not, they're going to feel this healing energy that I'm bringing forth because I'm calling on my team. So it's not me personally, it's the channel in which I'm using to tap into. Yeah. Oh, I just love that so much. I think people really need to start thinking about that because we do all, and we've talked about this before, we all have this massive team around us and we just need to start tapping into it because they're all there. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're totally, totally all there. So I, I, I just, I think that is like super important because what I just went through with my dad in hospice. Um, so let's talk about your different modalities that you do in your work. Like, what do I do? So I first, okay. Yeah, like, what, do what do you do, do, do anyways? Huh? Oh my God. What do I do? <laughs> just kidding. So I have a problem called shiny thing syndrome and I love to learn about new healing modalities. And I feel like it's, it's brought me to where I am now and having a full package of services that I can offer for a client. So my main thing right now is I'm an Akashic Record practitioner and healer, but while doing that, I'm a master IET instructor. So that's integrative energy therapy. And I work with the nine healing angels. And while you work with the nine healing angels, you get the issues out of the tissues and you pull out the energy that's ready to go without reliving the trauma. So if there's heartache, I'm going to infuse in love. If there's safety issues, I'm going to imprint ease, but I'm not going to remove anything that's not ready to go. And what I love about IET is you work with the four energetic layers. So you're working with the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, and also past lives. So it's like past lives and it's this current moment of now. So I'll open up the records. I'll bring in your team. I'll bring in your guides and whatever you need in this current moment. A lot of my clients, they're looking for clarity. They want to know what their spiritual gifts are. They want to know what their purpose is. What's holding me back. What did I do in a past life? Cause I can do past lives in the Akashic records. What are the loops that are hanging around in my head that I'm not enough. I don't want to be seen. I took a vow of poverty, all of those things. So I love doing those kind of readings. I also am a certified crystal healer. So I'll bring in an energetic essence of that crystal also in my sessions. So if I'm like, okay, your heart needs some opening, you know, I might bring in a, a beautiful amethyst or, or something. I'll like, this is a pre-height. So I love this crystal because Archangel Raphael comes through this crystal to do healings on my clients. Now you bring in the nursing component. Uh, I can tap in and just be like, okay, you know what, Mary, you're feeling a little low in magnesium. Like, like I might recommend, you know, and just kind of see like what all is going on in the energetic body. Um, I read Oracle cards. I'm a certified angelic medium. I goodness, just, uh, wow, just, you're an angelic medium. Some days you're blowing me away. And, okay, tell me how. Wait, wait, wait. And I do light language. Okay, good God, lady. I do a lot more. <laughs> I bet you do because what I think about you, what I'm just reading about you right now, is that you're channeling all of this. Oh this- yeah, I'm definitely like I will say honestly, and I think for Ooh, I can feel it right now. <laughs> it's a coming in. That's honestly, coming in right now. For so us, yeah, I can feel word. it. Oh yeah, I love it. Oh, it's hot. Do you feel it? Yeah, I do. It's coming on the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> I will say my my primary sense is feeling. So yeah. I feel a lot. And I ultimately I think as a healer, we're all just channels. So it doesn't matter whatever modality we we kind of you know click on. We're, we're channeling that and you're 
as a client or whomever I'm working with chooses to receive it or not, hire yourself to hire yourself. That's how I feel. But yeah, yeah it, that's the tricky part is because I'm always like, okay, let's start with your intention. What's yes. your intention? Your intention is to open to receive this information or this healing because it's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. I, I'll say, what is the thing that you want to focus on? And I will say this, like, I think some people misinterpret the Akashic records as a psychic reading. And mm-hmm. although, yes, I'm intuitive, I'm not, I can, you can go into the records to kind of see what's going on, but it's not going to be like, okay, Mary, on the 6th of October, you know, it's, it's not going to be anything like that. It, it's more like, Hey, FYI's, Hey, I'm like, I'm going on the path. <laughs> yeah, no, I, so do you see the Akashic records as a book or do you see it as a crystal? I see it as an energetic dimension. So for me, like I said, I'm more feeling and I see it as like a dimension that I go to. Mm -hmm. So we're all multidimensional beings. And right now my main focus is with the Akashic records is it's not even just with the Akashic records. I'm sorry. I'm going off tangent here is that I'm learning to go into a different realm where I feel safe. So it doesn't matter if it's in this energetic realm, it could be. So that way I feel like I'm becoming more intuitive. I'm becoming more in line with my skills and abilities by bringing my team up. (laughs) I see it in a bird's nest to a like bird's eye view of this energetic dimension where I feel safe. So, and then I feel like I go into a neutral zone and then I'm more intuitive. So with the Akashic records, one, I work with Metatron. Um, He's one of the angels. He's our soul guardian of the Akashic records. And by doing that, and sometimes I've seen it as like, a library. I'm not very visual. Yeah. Um, but, but I feel it as it's like just energetic. I, I'm like, Oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm out. Oh, I'm here. Oh, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. You can feel the energy. And I just want you to know is that just you talking right now, what I'm getting for you is that you are totally on your right path. And the Akashic record is a huge modality for you to use. Like, I love it's it. It's like, Whoa, it's like, she is on it right here, right now. Yeah, okay. I, have, I don't want to, cause I have two questions. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> First question with the Akashic records, you yes. know how, um, we, you can, I don't know if you do this, mm-hmm. rewrite their Akashic records. So are you doing that? Like going in and rewriting it or how are you going in and saying, okay, you, you vowed to be in poverty, right? Yeah for all these um, mm-hmm. lifetimes, do you go in and rewrite that? How are you getting not rid of it or transforming it so that they can go, oh, I don't need to live in poverty anymore because it's all a belief, right? So there are two different sides of the Akashic records. There's a fixed one and there is like a moving part one. So the fixed one is like all of your souls, incarnations and everything like that. And the moving one is like your DNA and all of this. So I don't necessarily think I'm going in to rewrite it, but I'm going in to identify the moment in which this happened and then we're choosing a new reality. So it's like, it's almost like, let's say I took a vow of poverty and I also do um, sacred soul alignment. So it's like theta healing where you go up to the seventh dimension and you bring down these energetic healings. Um, So you can do, you can break it through that, though, that healing modality or there's a lot of healing that you can do in the Akashic records. You can go to a crystal cave, you can go to a crystal pool and you can set the intention of, okay, 
I'm going to work on this contract. We got first got to find it. All right. So how many lifetimes ago, then you have to identify, why did you do this? What was the lesson that you needed to learn? Cause I'm not just, you can't just get rid of a contract and not learn the lesson and not be like, Oh, good to go. <laughs> like you have to mark it as complete learned. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, yep. Rachel Garrett is not going to do this anymore. She has learned her lesson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's like, I, so I don't feel like I'm going in and necessarily like, oh, I'm going to take this pin up. You're gone. Like, I'm not doing that because yeah. I think I'm affecting too much. Mm -hmm. And I will say that it's more of the client. Identify the loop that's running around. And you can take like a, there's some tools that you can take as a practitioner, you know, to find it in the cellular tissue. So I'm like, doo, 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 doo. and you identify it and then you bring in a team to like transmute it transform it, turn it into something else. Like, let's say I go back to somebody's past life and maybe I'll, we'll bring up the past life aspect. Why is it that this person's coming forward for you? What is it that you need to learn and bring into this lifetime? Now it could be, let's say about poverty that's sticking with us today. You know, I did this because of blah, blah, blah. All right. Well, then we go to the soul fragment. Okay. Do you want to go back to source? Do you want to stay? Do you want to be brought into this present moment of now and transform yourself into, I see the little gold, golden sparks, you know, and then we give them the choice, you know, give them the choice and the client will say, okay, they want to do this. And then we honor that. And then we do the healing on it. And then we bring them back. So I it's, love that. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I love that. It's, it's awesome. Everything's with consent. doesn't matter where you are, everything. I'm really big on consent. That's super big for me. Even when people are like, I'm going to send you love and light. Like, please don't. Like, I would like for you to ask me before you junk up my energetic field with stuff I don't need. You know, yep. like, it's like, no, thank you. And I, I think that's also a practice that we have also gotten away of. Like, I see people throwing up Reiki symbols and signs and I'm like, please don't. Like you need to ask, I need, I need consent. You need to get consent before you do any of this. You are so right on that. And that is an important thing to talk about because they can say, I've been sending you, I'm going to send you love and light. And it's like BS. Yeah. No, thank you. Right? Yeah. yeah it could be ill-intentioned. Oh, absolutely. Because it does come in your field. That's it why does. you need to keep that armor on. I always tell my clients, I'm like, put on that big white jacket. Somehow just uh, visualize something that's around you because yeah. psychic attacks really do happen. Good, bad, whatever. All it's, the time. Yep. All and people time. don't understand why. Um, I just had a client the other day who said, I went to a party and when I got home, there was something in my body. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, yep, you have to put on an armor. You truly yeah. do. And especially going to a party with people drinking low vibrations, God knows what. It's like, That's why I don't go to parties. <laughs> I know it's too much for us. It's too much for people like you and I, because we are aware of all of yeah. that. It's, it's Good. crazy. Okay. Now I want to ask you, sure. you said you worked with the seven angels Right or nine, nine healing. Tell us nine. the nine. Nine. Oh, nine. Okay. So the nine healing angels of IET. Let's see if I have. Oh, you know what? I'll pull you an IET card. So oh. Stephen Thayer, he's an engineer. He developed this healing modality many years ago and he's an engineer. So, so anyone that takes this, like, just know he's an engineer. <laughs> cool. So he's very like, um, specified of, you know, okay. So, so what you do is you, you energize a point, 
you then enter, you pull it out and then you integrate it. So like the third eye, you're going to wipe it off and then I'm going to like channel it in and then I'm going to whatever. So, and I'm sorry, that's a really bad example, but it's working with, um, so the nine healing angels, Raphael, Michael, Faith, Faith. Cassiel, Celestina, Sarah, Angel Sarah is a bulldozer. She is a spiritual bulldozer. If you need things cleared out of your path, you call on Sarah. Love that. Um, Raphael, I said, Celestina, Ariel, Gabriel, Raphael, Michael. Yeah. So those are the nine healing angels. Um, oh, and Daniel, let me pull you a card. So, and they each kind of work on a different aspect of your body. Um, like, Ariel is all about your soul's mission. And there's this thing you can download. It's called the soul star. And you actually embed your soul's mission into your cellular tissue. So that's something you can do through IET. So you do a session and then you can bring in the soul star. And then it really energetically aligns you to bring it in your soul's mission. And it's fun to do those because then you can kind of see like what's going to happen. And you're like, oh my God. Oh, that's so cool. And we can get a session like that from you. Oh yeah. You can, you can book a session like that with me. I can do it remote or in person. Um, I, I pretty much do all my work remote. So, and you don't even have to be present for it. You can, I can set the energetic intention and partner with you as a remote session. So yes. So we have angel Raphael blessing you with illumination. Beautiful. I love it. I love IET because it's a, it's a gentle, but very powerful healing modality. And my friend gets mad at me for saying this, but they call it Reiki on steroids. <laughs> she's a Reiki master. <laughs> and I love, and a lot of people don't know about IET. So it's, um, it's kind of like, it's a very, I like it because it's not oversaturated. And I'm not saying like some, some healing modalities I do feel like are oversaturated. And I don't think there are the best and highest intention people mm -hmm. teaching modalities, you know, maybe it's a money grab, or maybe they're just not in the right mind with IET. Like you have to be certified. You have to like, even your pricing of your, of your classes, you have to follow their guide. So they have a harmonic price guide. So I can't, go off of any other prices except for what they tell me. But I think that's great though. Yeah, I do. I love it. Yeah. I think that's good because I think a lot of healers or whatever get have a hard time with what their pricing should be. And if yes. it's because numbers are vibrations, right? Mm, yeah. So whatever you price is that's a vibration. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. So what else are you going to be up to? What else are you going to learn? Oh goodness. Oh, I really want to learn. Um, I think the next thing, cause I just did a light language course. So I'm really like going to work on my light language with channeling it, writing it and singing it. And I think the next one, I think I might take Dolores Cannon's hypnosis training, yeah. the Q H H T. I think it's called, that's the next one. And that might be it. <laughs> like that's enough. <laughs> so talk about the light language because there's light language that you can channel and then there's word language. So what's the difference? Do you know? So, um, it's kind of just whatever form you want to bring forward. So light language, you can, you can verbally channel it. You can sing it, you can sign it and you can write it. So like, this is, um, light language. Wow. And then, so I, you can write it like this, this one's about, um, ancient Egypt. 
So you kind of just set in, like, if I wanted to bring in a, you know, an energetic, like the, this is, um, I can do one. Let's see here. Let Rachel get it together. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel is that you writing? Yes. So, yeah. so, so it's what- me channeling it. So you kind of, you set the intention mm-hmm. and then you open yourself up. Like I'm a, cha- I'm a, I'm going to channel a, uh, light language about, and you set the intention for what it is. I don't necessarily like, know. okay, it's a Syrians coming in and, and it's, it's the Syrians coming in, or it's the Atlanteans coming in, or it's cause you can channel angelic, elemental, galactic, any, it's almost for me, I look at it as a foreign language. So light language to me is a language that your soul understands that you may not as a human understand. And it's cellular, it goes to your cellular tissue. Like I see it going to, like, if I hear it, I'm like, Ooh, I love that. It go like, it goes into my, 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 all my body. I'm like, I can't speak. I'm getting so excited. It's like, it's like, Oh, I just, I love light language. I really do. <laughs> I, I really do. And then it's just like, you can just go into a channel of like, like, Let's say, let's say we want to channel something. Um, what do we want to channel? Uh, what do we want to do? Uh, I'm like, what do we do? Open up your heart. That's a good one. So I'm going to, so I'm going to be like, okay. And I, I get nervous. Can you tell? I'm like, oh. <laughs> I get so excited. And then I'm like, oh, it might sound corny. That's okay. You have to like, that's the weird thing is when you get into your ego, like, and it's with any healers. I know, you know what I mean? It's with any healer imposter syndrome we get into our ego but yeah. then you're like okay my little bitchy ego go to the side and then I just have to be Rachel the soul and then it's like okay so we're gonna do one that's about opening up the heart so we can do what do we want to do do we want to do talking no yes okay so there you go. That's beautiful. <laughs> I've never done that for anyone. So <laughs> thank you for allowing me to do it. <laughs> that is just beautiful. So, so are you, so you are, are you seeing light? Are you, are you tapping into, cause like, you know, when you meditate and I, I can yeah. bring the light in and then I can yeah. tap into the light. Are you tapping into the light? I will say thank that you. I'm just, I'm tapping. Yes. I'm tapping into the light. So I'm setting the intention for the highest vibration to bring into um, this light language. And then when I was doing that, I was seeing pink. So, and it was like, it was going very fast. Okay. I have a thing you need to do. You need to start recording these. (laughs) Start recording. No. (laughs) Yes. Start recording them and start putting them in a little thing because this something is, you're making something right now. I just got the chills. Oh, I love it. Thank you. (laughs) So start recording these different things because you could actually do all the chakras for people to help oh, them yeah. open up all the I'm gonna take some notes. you oh, should there this we is, go this is my specialty girl I can I help people like step into it. their next project yeah. their next thing yes you have to do this you gotta promise me because I'm gonna check in on you I will yes ma'am <laughs> I'm gonna start I do a lot on YouTube a lot of shorts on YouTube yeah. and I, I will start like posting them on YouTube that is my goal 
Um, and then ultimately I will make it like, they'll be longer. Yeah. So I, I do know that it's my next step. And then my real, I also want to like, I, I host my, um, spiritual spotlight series, which I love. And I would love to do like a national, like TV show or national yes. like radio show. That's yes. what I want to do. <laughs> yes. I, I think that's going to happen for you. <laughs> I'm like, can we, can we talk longer? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know, I know. I love this positive reinforcement. Like, I love it. I love it. You know what? We all need it. All we do. Of us need it. And it's important for, for people like us to give it to each other because sometimes we're like, why the hell am I even doing this? Is anybody even paying attention? Yeah. Gosh. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I hear you there. Yes. Yes. But I will do what I will be honest. When I interviewed Mary, she gave me some amazing practices like St. Germain's, the river, the um, archangel, the sword in the back and protecting your Christ chakra. Like I've been doing that and it's wonderful and amazing. Like, I love it. No, it's there. There's some powerful things. That's what's so cool about what we're doing. I've talked about that too. You and I are getting tools out there that work for each different human yeah. being, you know? So it's Amen. awesome. Oh, I'm so happy you were here today and we're going to check in with you again. And I am going to send you one of my smudge sprays so you can start spraying it. So afterwards, we'll get each other's information. Oh, so and sweet. then Rachel, where can they find you? So where you can find me is um, AkashicAngels.com. You can look up the Spiritual Spotlight Series podcast. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple. I'm everywhere. And then I'm just Rachel Garrett on YouTube. And I have a lot of shorts and education and like interview with Mary is up and all these amazing people that I've been lucky enough to interview. And I love them all. Yes, yes, yes. Rachel is the real deal. She's, I can feel her and she is, she's just going to keep going. She's going to go beyond. She's going to go beyond. beyond. So are you. <laughs> <laughs> beyond we're going man <laughs> so thank you so much for being on the show and um i will see you guys all next time have a beautiful day thank you so much for tuning in to another empowering episode of power retrieval remember your journey to reclaim your inner might is ongoing and every step you take matters. If you found today's episode inspiring, be sure to subscribe so you never miss another episode. As we wrap up today's show, I encourage you to carry forward the wisdom you've gained and apply it in your daily life. You have the power within yourself to create a life full of love, happiness, and abundance. So be sure to stay connected with us on social media. I would love to hear your insights and your breakthroughs. Until next time, keep retrieving your power. Embrace the remarkable force that you are. This is Mary Armendaris signing off. Stay empowered.